Hello and welcome. We are live November 29th, episode 9 of Unnecessary Line Change. We're back. Excited to be re recording the podcast once again, not on the night that we all planned on, but it's fine. We all like hockey, so we just have to okay. eventually figure it out and then <laughs> the press kind of just sorts itself out. So, But uh, it's been an interesting week. Austin Matthews is back. The Penguins are kind of back. And uh, there's a bunch of other things going on in the podcast, and we'll get to that in a bit. But before we do that, how's everyone doing tonight? It's great. Happy to be back in snowy Pittsburgh after uh, spending a week in Palm Springs, California. And so fun. why'd you come back? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a good answer for that. I wish I could have stayed. How was the Mexican food? It was, it was pretty darn good, I will say. I'm so jealous. I'm not crazy. That's all I'm saying. We'll be close enough next week and we can get, there'll be good Mexican food in Vegas. As someone out of the good. loop, what are you saying? Do you I, don't have Mexican food in Canada? No, we do, but I don't get what Mark's implying. Is he Sorry, are you implying that there's no good Mexican food outside of like where you grew up? Well, I'm just saying that the Mexican food in Pittsburgh is subpar compared okay. to what I'm used to because I grew up in Very California. subpar. However, Got there are spots it. that have decent Mexican food, but... Still not the same. Not the same. I will, I will say it is it is much better in California, but I don't think the gap is as large as you guys are saying. All I'm saying is when you're used to a certain level and then you can't <laughs> achieve that level without going to like very specific places, whereas in California you can drive down the street and there's a plethora of places that are all drive through open 24 7 you, you miss it that's all i'm saying well, fair the, enough fair the enough. really good hole in the wall places that's what i miss like yeah i miss the drive through mexican food that's over 24 hours a day but i also miss the hole in the walls because those had the absolute best you know what you can't find mexican. out a mexican food restaurant hockey they don't give a shit about hockey they care about soccer they don't Sounds so, like that's uh, a, a target demographic for you. Maybe you should open up like a Mexican restaurant in Pittsburgh that serves good food and and shows hockey. hockey what are your thoughts? Mexican yeah. restaurant. Yeah, that, that's yeah. not narrow casting big, at all. That'll big work. crossover. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Um, I'd probably get about five people to come in and dig it, which is um, the same number of goals that Lion A scored against the Blues the other night. This kid... <laughs> How many of them are on the power play? Um, well, he he usually takes like Ovi's spot, right? He sits over yeah. there on the dot and then kind of and I not does the same thing, but like he's just one of those guys that can, for some reason, he can fire the shots way out there, and he's just always a danger, which is part of why Ovi's so hard to play against because he'll just sit over there and then he forces whoever's. Well, first of all, they're changing up defense because, granted, this is all relatively new information for me, and I might sound like an idiot, but, Sean, normally when you're on the PK, you form either a diamond or a square, correct? Yeah, that's correct. And then normally you're running the square, but if you got someone like Ovi, then you switch it over to the diamond because then that guy can sit off to the right, and then he has to kind of keep an eye on him. Well, you, yeah, it's not even necessarily like I've seen situations where there's a guy literally just shadowing Ovi and it becomes like a four on three because yeah. that's how dangerous he is in that spot. Yeah. So 
but uh, not only not only was it five goals, it was five goals on five shots. I just what? saw that. I didn't he even was shooting realize 100%? that before. Yeah. Oh, what? I'm kind of impressed now. Kind of impressed now. His <laughs> comment was like, it felt like every time I had the puck, it just kind of went in. I'm like, wait, what? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, his shot is unreal. Oh, man. Well, he got five goals, so we had definitely had to talk about him. Uh, your boy, Austin Matthews, is back. He wasn't shy about scoring goals either. No, he wasn't. You want to you wanna give us a little insight to that, that game? Because I did not watch it. I watched the highlights. but Yeah, so I can't remember what panel I was watching before the game. They stated that Austin Matthews always has big comeback games, big meaning at least I think he gets one point at the very least. Um, so people were expecting him to come out and play. And the injury he had also allowed him to still train, like he was still skating. I don't necessarily know if he was skating with the team the whole time, but... It's not like he broke a leg or did something where he had to like fully recover from it. It sounded more like he was just training like upper body strength and still able to do most of the other stuff he normally does. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that being said, like I saw a pregame interview and he's kind of just like, I just want to get back up to speed and start playing the game kind of thing. And uh, he looked like himself in some situations and looked like he was a little rusty in others. Like he made some pretty ridiculous dangles and then just didn't really have any finish. But at the same time, he also got two goals, one of which was like a nice feed and then like quick wrister. And the other was a pretty nasty tip from in front. So um, he looked good. Honestly, Marner still looks freaking nutty. Um, Johnny T, like everyone, everyone was playing well. It was it was a good game from, I'd say, the whole squad. So that is this from uh, from Marner. Uh, oh yeah, that, down, he broke his stick yeah, and then got oh, yeah. the bench. Yeah. Breaks the stick and he like he looks at it and he's like, well, this is broken, and then he throws it, and he's like, "Hey, give me a stick!" Before he knows, he's yeah. got one. The puck's like right there. He wrists it over. They score. It's like it all happened within like five seconds. What? What well, is hockey? And what? What I really like about Marner is he didn't just make that assist and then go skate to like the mm-hmm. group of guys on the ice. He pointed right back, and, and I'm gonna forget the name of the equipment trainer. I feel bad, yeah, um, but, but he, he pointed right back at him with a huge smile. Yeah, and is like, "Thank you, like this, you were part of this kind of thing," which right. has got to feel awesome for that guy, right? So anyway, just well, yeah. another statement about how great Marner's character is. They don't get enough credit in those situations because that guy has to be paying attention to everyone on the ice. Not just yeah, like and he has one to person. and he has to pull the right stick too. Yeah, like then, he's got so, behind him probably a line of like all the player sticks. They probably carry like three or four backups, and he has to pick the right one, hands it to him properly, so he can just like grab it and go. I don't know. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't get enough credit. And then, and then Marlow had sixteen hundred games this week too, right? Uh, yeah, he did, and he's what I think the eleventh person mm-hmm. to do that. I could be totally wrong. Like I'm pretty sure a thousand games in the NHL is a pretty big deal. So. Yeah, when to hit that is also pretty incredible. I can't remember exactly how old he is, and I don't know how many more seasons he's got, but uh, pretty pretty cool and elite club to be a part of. And, and he's he one scored, of the few that have scored a goal against every single NHL team. Yes, yeah. that is also true. Because, hmm. yeah, that was his first goal against his old team, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, uh, 1,600 games is what? That's, I mean, that's almost 20 seasons. Yeah, so I just Playing did 1,600 divided by 82, and it's 19.5. Yeah. So yeah, he's uh, that's pretty impressive to to play that. Like if you started playing when you're 20, you're literally 40 without right. having missed a single game, basically. So that's pretty amazing. That's absolutely amazing, actually. I shouldn't say pretty amazing. That's yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah. 
I guess I would include the lockout year too. So that sounds about right. He's just been. How many yeah. seasons has he actually played though? Did he just like hop I, in and I he's don't. like, "All right, well, I'm playing eighty two. Yeah, I'm assuming he's yeah he's played uh, well, yeah, he's since he was Iron Man. Yeah. Well, he's. You got to start I think somewhere. Right though. before Phil, I think he's eighth and Phil is ninth. Good old Phil. Great old Phil. Oh, Phil didn't keep his point streak alive the other Did night. Stopped Wait. at nine. I don't know if you watch that. We always turn back to Phil. <laughs> <laughs> it always comes back to Phil. Phil is important. I feel weird trying to move the conversation away from Phil to something else here, but that's what I'm attempting to do, and each time I, I get cut off. But Sidney Crosby. I haven't been this excited watching hockey in a long time, and I don't know mm. if it was just I needed something to be happy about, if it was just because we have a new TV and I got to watch it much bigger than before. I don't know, but I watched this game and I literally jumped off of the couch twice <laughs> watching mm -hmm. Sidney Crosby just get pissed and you go, you know what? You guys aren't doing shit. So I'm just going to be Sidney Crosby and get a natural hat trick all within. I don't remember how it was. Wasn't it like five thirty-five or five forty-five? Yeah, it was mm -hmm. under six minutes. He uh, didn't break a team record or anything, but if he would have scored a fourth one, he potentially could have beat Lemieux on the fastest four goals, but that yeah. didn't happen. But the third shot was just something else. Like, the second one was the breakaway, right? And then it was like the he missed it, but then he didn't quit on it because he's Crosby. And then that third one, that's the one where I jumped up and was just like, what happened there? Yeah, I know you did just because I heard you. I was asleep in bed because I'm sick and super tired. And all of a sudden, I hear from downstairs this yelling of, what? What? Like, a crazy <laughs> look at my phone and go, okay, I, I get why. But it just, it, I thought it was hilarious. Like, that shot shouldn't go in. But no, Crosby, really Crosby is so smart and so good. He knows where to put the puck. He's like, okay. This is the one spot that has the highest percentage chance of this going in. And he's so good that he can get the puck there with force. And then, it, of course, then you, you have to factor in luck. But those have to go in eventually. And if he knows the right spot and he can get it there, I mean, that's what makes Crosby Crosby, I guess. But that goal was insane. But I'm, I'm convinced that he, he found Jari's hotel room and he took a big dump in it that night because the penguins would have won that game if jerry could have stayed square with the puck and not left let in the first two soft goals but oh that first one made me so mad and then the well, second I one i feel like it's kind of tough with jerry in there because jerry is very much a um flurry i don't want to compare him to flurry because he's not flurry and he's nowhere near flurry um but he is that style of goaltender where he makes the flashy save and that's what he, that's what he does where i feel like the def the defensemen and the and the rest of the team were were used to playing with and murray hasn't been playing super well but someone who is uh fundamentally sound yeah and they know that they, they trust that their goal is going to be in a position there yeah i mean i've made the same comparison of jari to flurry before going he looks like 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 a flurry of maybe early years of not re not really having anything down yet haven't been in the league for super long enough to be able to 
make those flashy saves and still be able to actually be a good goalie on top of that. Instead, he, like that first goal, it just, there, there's no reason it should have gone in. And even the Penguins commentators, uh, Steve Mears and Bob Airy were like, that should have been blocked. Like he wasn't in the right position. He should have been out further. There's no reason that should have gone in. He should have blocked it. Yeah, he should have been out a little bit further and he wasn't square with the puck too. So he just left like a third of the net wide open and you can't do that in this league. Yeah. But whatever, that's fine. The Penguins in the last five games have gotten at least a point in each one, which in uh, what I was assuming was going to be one win November uh, ended up being at least two. Three? Was it three? Yeah. So, November is not the best month for the Penguins, but we're going to move on from this, and we're going to put this in the past, <laughs> and just thank God above that the Metro is just complete trash, and we're still <laughs> just fine, because everyone else in the Metro is not doing that great either. But, right, that's not even worth talking about, other than that the Flyers suck, and the Flyers can't catch a break. They fired their... Uh, what are they? They fired their GM. Yeah, the GM's gone. They fired like the assistant. Was it the assistant GM or the assistant something? Yeah, I thought they, they fired more people afterwards, but yeah. I could be wrong. Like two yeah. other slightly major the, people. There was someone else from the front office, and then I, I think they fired an assistant coach too. Maybe it was the assistant coach. I don't know. The coach yeah. is still there, and a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. Flyers fans, because I love clicking on those social media. Man, it's the best. It's the worst, but it's the best. But you click on those tweets and you just want to see what the home team's brewing up. The home fans are going, you fired the wrong person. <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't I don't I pay mean, attention yeah. enough, so we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, well, they already put Picard up on waivers, who got picked up by Arizona. So, I mean, they're starting to try and make changes. Yeah. Grady for GM. Make it happen. Uh, please no please no no it's, it's been the plan all along yeah, that was exactly. the whole plan the only thing the flyers have going for them right now is gritty that's the only thing it's true gritty has become a political figure in philly and it's really sad and mm-hmm. funny at the same Wait, time political figure oh yes how did i well Go i on. guess i don't watch american news so that's probably one way i miss this but uh, why and how um part of it started with when I think Trump was coming to visit. They started putting him, putting Gritty on signs and stuff, making fun of Trump. And uh, that, there's that a whole bunch. There's a whole like sewer of different things that Gritty is a part of on the political side and the non-political side. Just I, I, it's so much that it's hard to explain. There's a great podcast on it though. <laughs> That where I learn all my internet things from, but yeah, no, it's just gritty's weird. The Penguins were also able to claim JSD from waivers after dropping him two months ago, so that's kind of funny. And they sent him directly to the AHL. Yeah, so it's like, hey, bud, I guess you're back. <laughs> There's been a lot of a uh, waivers changes over the last, I want to say, week. Scott Darling has been placed on waivers from the Hurricanes, which he's got two years left on his uh, contract. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look up here, like what team, what teams have been doing good recently and what teams have been doing poorly? Uh, Let's see here. 
this is why we have Zach on the podcast because he has everything already figured out and then I get random ideas. I'm like, ooh, what's this? And then I look it up. What, at the what's, last what's the question we're asking? Sorry. So let's see who's been hot and who's not. Because we already know who is who's been hot as of late. Number Team one wise? Yeah. Number one in the league, Buffalo, last ten. Ten, zero, and zero. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely insane. But if you look at the bottom of the league, Los Angeles. They are four, six, and zero, oh, and then the St. Louis Blues, who might have. Nope. Well, nope. Nope. They're the, not the worst, but they're the bad. The worst in the last ten. The worst in the last ten is Vancouver. Yeah, I just saw one, that. One seven and two. Yeah, they're currently twenty second in the league. They were like top ten, maybe even mm-hmm. weren't they top five? I thought that saw them in like fifth place at one point. So yeah, they've they, started. They, I mean, to fall. They, they had a lot going for them for a while. I mean. When you lose seven out of your last ten, you're gonna you're gonna end up there. I yeah. Mean. Well, okay, yeah. Let's look at the pens. Where last week we were saying the exact same thing because they were mm-hmm. one seven and two. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're four four and two. Like it's it's an improvement, but <laughs> yeah. it's better. It, it's better. They've got twenty five points on the season. They're six in the division. Yeah. I mean, we're they're six points away from the top of the division. A little over a quarter of the way through the season, too. So There's nothing's... still time, right? Oh, there's plenty of time. Anyone who doesn't think like, oh, <laughs> we got to start tanking now. It's like, no, no. But like, there were teams a lot of, a lot that of the moves we're seeing right better. now, like, because you, you take a look at the moves that Philadelphia is making right now. They're by no means out of this. There are nine points out of first place. There's six points out of clinching a uh, position in the Metropolitan Division. So they're they're not out of it. The, the moves that are being made right now are not for rebuilding. They're let's see if we can salvage the season. Yeah, yeah. And the Metro, they at least as it is right now, are going to have to look at clinching those first three spots. The oh, Atlantic, yeah. the Atlantic has they're going to be in the wild card spots. So you know the, it, it's the first top three or your SOL. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but Vegas has done a lot better. They're they've won their last five games, I believe, or no, one last four. I think they're looking to win their next one because they play again tonight against the Canucks. There you go. So I want to cover Buffalo a little bit because it's interesting. Mm-hmm. But we we've all concluded that Buffalo winning ten in a row is not sustainable because seven of these games have gone into overtime. So they won, obviously, by one goal there. The other three were 2-1, to 5-2, to and 3-2. to two. So out of 10 games, they've won by one goal in 9 out of 10 of them. So other than the 5-2, and two, not exactly like you, you, you take the two points and you're happy about the two points, but seven of them, you're giving the other team a point. Which you don't want to do, especially if they're in your division. But you'll take the win regardless. Right. And that that five to two win was against the third worst team in the league. Yeah, so the Flyers. Yeah, so like, as a fan, I would definitely be happy, but I would not be going. All right, we're gonna keep on going. We're on pace for like a hundred and twenty something points or whatever. I think it's even higher than that. But do you think they'll break the season streak? Set by the Pens in the 92-93 of 17 games? No. I don't think there's a chance. No. I don't even think they make it to like 12. 
that's a that's a uh, Homer who, thought, but I, I mean, it, who are they playing? If, if the cutouts are this close, no. it'd be. I would think differently if they were winning handily against this, and they have these stars that just aren't stoppable right now. And I just don't see it. Their top, their 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 top point score is twenty eight points. Yeah. To be fair, if you look at goal differential, like they're plus eleven, and then mm-hmm. if you start going down, Toronto's plus twenty six, Nashville's plus twenty two, Tampa plus twenty two, Colorado plus twenty five. You get down to Washington and Minnesota, who are sixth and seventh respectively, and they're plus ten, plus eleven kind of thing. Right. Like Calgary's mm-hmm. also plus eleven and tenth. So uh, Winnipeg, speaking plus eleven of- and fourteenth. Speaking of your close games here, they're currently tied three to three with the Bolts, mm. so they could potentially well, lose tonight too against them. But Tampa's a good team. Oh so. yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's what I'm saying. Like that's that's going to be a close one. They by no means are going to win that. Like, that would put Tampa, full if Tampa wins that, they would, that will put them first in the division yeah. unless it goes to OT. They play Florida, who I think they're doing okay, but not great. No, but then coming up, division. they have to play Nashville. Oof. Oof. Toronto, oof, and if they somehow to do manage to get by them without losing, then it gets easier. They got Philly, L.A., and Arizona. And then they got to face the Caps. So if they can make it past Nashville, Toronto, and the Bolts, then you know what? Okay, maybe. But that's hard. The Caps are about to get Kucherov back in the lineup. Yeah, and Nashville, they're playing in Nashville, which they have. Oh. Like, that's, and rough. that's a rough t- place to play. At this point, I would not want to be playing against Pecorino. No. He is a he is a point nine four. Say, isn't he percentage. top in the league right now? Yeah. It's yep. Crazy. They have the fewest goals allowed in the entire league. That so, must be nice. Uh, for <laughs> a t- a team like Buffalo that isn't a huge scoring team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if if that were on a prediction list, I would say they're going to get shut out. But it's not on a prediction list. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is. is it, it is. This last one, yeah. Oh, right. baby. Uh, it was meant to be away my prediction. <laughs> I just gave away my prediction. It was meant to be. <laughs> Failed. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> so we've had a well, lot of uh, a lot of trades recently, too. Um, Sorry, before we get into trades, can I talk about something you guys will hate? Yes. No. You know how Tom no. Wilson came back a couple weeks ago? I'm sorry, who? Tom Wilson. We don't talk about this. Oh. Do you want to know what his point per game production is right now? I know what it is, but I don't want to acknowledge zero. it. It's basically two points per game. Yeah, he's doing with, really well. With like half of them being goals. He's playing incredibly well. Yeah. Also, Here's, he had a questionable hit that I don't know if it was actually questionable, but I saw it briefly somewhere. I don't even remember if it was Reddit or like morning sports show. But it didn't really get any coverage, and he definitely, it's like a shoulder-slash-elbow-to-head contact behind the play that didn't need to happen, and I don't, no one talked about it up here. I don't know if mm. anyone talked about it down there. I didn't hear about it. I didn't hear about it. Mm, I mean, he, I mean when, when we talked about Tom Wilson, I will say this, none of us said he's a bad hockey player. No, All of us no. said a he's a good player. hockey player, he just doesn't need the rest of the shit that he does on the ice. For it's sure. Like Marchand. Um, yeah. But even exactly. just like a player coming off 20 games off, well, 16 was what he actually ended up sitting for mm-hmm. and, and putting up points like that. And again, he's playing with Ovechkin and I don't even, who's the other first line? Anyway, he's playing with good players, but still, like producing at that level is, anyway. I mean, I mean two points a game is pretty darn good, I would yeah. say. And it's only over the course of five games, but it's still, it's an impressive uh, production numbers. 
anyway mm-hmm. I, i'm interested to see if it continues like if maybe he's really really trying to change his game and become a true like first line power forward that'd be pretty neat to see that transformation yeah 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 um, if he stops hitting people i won't be as mad about him fair yeah i think that's that's really the only thing that i don't like about him is that i just i know what eventually will happen if he continues to do what he's doing well you don't like the caps in general right like that's a rivalry just to confirm i mean yeah i mean it is a rivalry but like i'm not one that really takes that to heart like Mm -hmm. it's fun to kind of bullshit back and forth with people and it's just the teams that you end up playing the most in the first and second round that become your rivals and the caps penguins like theirs is iconic just because the anytime the caps face the penguins they could not get past them they can't i think there was only one time last year yeah didn't they get past them in like the 90s wasn't that the when they were trying to go for the cup three years in a row and then was it the caps that they ran into and couldn't be the 93 season it might have been i i I don't know off the top of my head right now i don't know someone can fact check that i'm probably probably wrong anyway but yeah like that was the whole thing there and like you always had the the joke about Ovi and you go over to his house and he wants to offer you a drink but he's got no cups that kind of stuff (laughs) can't make those jokes anymore they're ruined they were they were funny right all ruined can i make a random note okay the coyotes just scored on the predators they're one zero in the second period right now yeah the coyotes against the predators who are also a fantastic team right now playing like crazy and yet crappy coyotes just scored on them yeah well yeah, that's they're hockey pretty, they're pretty man. bad right now yeah yeah, yeah. sorry anyways um, continue <laughs> no, no you're good um so, so whenever we I, I just go back to the ovechkin and the rivalry thing um there are there's a type of fan here in, in pittsburgh that we affectionately call yinzers um mm-hmm. and they they're the fan, and, and they're, they're, there's this type of fan in every city. It's not just Pittsburgh, but that's just what we call them here. And they, they're they the ones that when Crosby gets the puck, or not Crosby, I'm sorry, Vetchkin gets the puck, they start booing, they start of OV sucks chants when, in my mind, I'm thinking, he No, doesn't, he doesn't. He doesn't suck. Like, why are we chanting that? <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't, it, it's not going to deter him. Uh, it, I mean, these these are these are chants that don't make any sense. Um, but there are there definitely are those fans that that do that. Now, Tom Wilson made a perfect villain for us in in the playoffs. Right. Like, oh yeah. That, that was like we could we could we could vilify him immediately. Um, and but but in other in other in other situations, it's always been like, oh well, we just play them a lot, and. It's 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 a it's I guess you could call it a rivalry, but um, anyone who enjoys hockey or anyone who enjoys the sport would would appreciate the Capitals for for what they are mm-hmm. and 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 the talent that they have. Yeah, I obviously didn't want them to win the cup, but at the same time, Ovi is a generational player who is one of the best goal scorers possibly ever. Like he has one of the craziest shots in the league, and like like yeah. we were saying earlier, like. It's not normal for a player to be able to just hang out at the dot on a power play and you have to be like, well, I guess got to pay attention to him because he's so far away that normally if he gets the puck by the time he has it and shoots it, that goalie mm-hmm. can move over. But with him, he can get a slick pass from Wilson or Backstrom and he one-times it and that thing travels so fast it's already in the net and it's like, 
it's just insane what he's able to do. So if you don't respect that, like I get that you don't like the caps and that's fine, but to not respect that, it just to me just seems weird because wow. That's every every time he yep. shoots and scores, I'm just like, wow. Well, a lot of people complain about that too. A lot of people say, well, he just sits there and waits for the, waits for the puck. But Lemieux in his last eight, five to eight seasons, that was his MO, especially on the power play. He set up at the top, the, the the top left circle, and just waited for a puck. Yeah, I mean, and he, I mean, and people loved it. And and when he played with Crosby, the reason he could come back and play with Crosby is because he didn't have to skate that much. He just had to set up in a spot and wait for a pass. And he's conserving energy there too, so he can stay out for the entire mm-hmm. power play. So like he doesn't need to get subbed out unless the defense is making him skate a bunch. But even then. He's not going to be like the guy skating into the zone and whatnot. He's going to go over to a spot and he, the rest of the team is going to know exactly where he is because he's going to remind them. Because if they drop their guard, that puck is going in the back of the net. So all that to say, yeah, Tom Wilson is a good hockey player. I just wish he would clean up his act a little bit before he hurts a player so bad that they can't play anymore and it ruins their dream. That's the thing that I don't like. It's one thing yes. to throw a bad hit, but if you're going to impact someone else, that's where I go. No, I don't like this anymore. I totally agree, and I didn't mean to derail the podcast. I just thought it was an interesting stat. No, it is. No, I mean, a good point. Wilson is a good player. I, I hate acknowledging it because of what he's done, especially to like one of our players where he not only got taken out for the rest of the season, like it was right in the middle of playoffs. Like That's the dream, right? You get up to the NHL, you finally fight your way up, you get on a nice team who's got a good chance to win, and then no fault of your own, you get an elbow to the face, your bra, your bra, your jaw is broken, combining two words in a humorous way. Bra. And uh, yeah, I mean, that just, that just sucks. So I would love to not hate Tom Wilson, but I feel like it's a requirement. And I think you were right though, the whole villain thing. The thing that made it for me was when they showed him up on the Jumbotron after the hit, mm-hmm. the, the so-called joke said between the players is what the coach said, but the timing of it was this all went down, our player comes off the ice, then they show Wilson who laid the hit, and he's laughing. So it just looks like he's laughing at the player who got hurt, so... Yeah, and I don't think, and I don't think in any case after a hit like that that you're immediately joking about something completely different. Yeah. I don't think that's. I mean, so that's uh, that's just not. That's where I stand. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, let's let's hop into this trade stuff, and uh, hopefully you got some projections and numbers for this because I will just full out admit I have no idea a lot of these players and the impact mm-hmm. and who wins and who loses on this. So hit me with hit me with some stats here. Zach, why don't you take this? Sure. So we've got two centers traded here. So uh Strom uh and uh Strom it's it was Strom and Perlini for Schmaltz. So that was uh from uh between Arizona and Chicago, right? Okay. Right with that. Yes. Um the uh so uh, Strom and Perlini are going to Chicago. Schmaltz going to Arizona. They, uh, 
I would have to say that Chicago wins here. If I'm looking at this, if I'm looking at this straight from a, 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 a statistic standpoint, um, so you have Strom who's going to Chicago, who this year has um, eight total points. He's played. He's played in one game with Chicago and got two points in that game. He has a goal and assist in his first game with Chicago, so he's already paying off. And then you have Perlini, who also went to Chicago, who has six points this year. Um, one game played, no points in that game, but he had six points with uh, Arizona before he went to Chicago in 22 games played. And then what uh, What Arizona is getting is a, uh, a center that has nine points, two assists, or I'm sorry, two goals, nine assists. And I'm sorry, he has 11 points total. And if we're doing straight, uh, straight math to math here, you'd have to say that Chicago wins on this one. Uh, the only thing I have concerns about are is, and I know we go back and forth on this stat, the plus minus stat, Strom is a minus 10 already this year. Oof. Perlini is a minus 7 this year already. Those are the two people that Chicago got. And with uh, Arizona, they got someone who is a minus five. So no, there's no uh, there's no great plus minus here for them, and there's no giant stars being traded, but it's a pretty significant um, depth trade, I'll say, for maybe second and third line. And I think for that reason, that's why Chicago comes out on top, because they really add some death, depth to their second and third line in this case. Yeah. How are the Hawks doing? I haven't I didn't look at them. They um they they've they've slid a bit. Um they're in 6th place in the Western Division. They are minus and they're not helping their minus right now. They're minus 22. Um and they have 23 points. Uh they are 7 points out of a top 3 position in the Western uh Western Conference. Yeah. Arizona, I mean, I mean, it's a trade between two not great teams that are trying to make the best out of it. Yeah. Arizona has 22 points. I mean, so. if you're making a trade at this point, it's probably because your team's not doing well and you're trying to, one, send a message to your team, and two, just make a, a trade that obviously you get rid of a player who's not doing well, get someone else, and then hopefully that puts mm-hmm. them in a new gear where they have to kind of show that it was worth it, and then they come up and produce points, so... Yeah, and a lot of people are are liking the Hawks additions, um, getting Strom and getting Perlini. Uh, mm-hmm. I saw a quote from the Coyotes that basically said they just needed somebody like Schmaltz on the on the team. Um, th- mm-hmm. That's something that they were missing and needed to kind of bolster. So it, it it seems like it's a good move for both teams. But from all the articles I've read. It, everyone's saying the Blackhawks definitely won this trade. They they definitely got off way better than um, than the Coyotes did. The the interesting point about it is that typically when you see trades like this, especially with teams at this uh, at their level in seventh place in the Pacific and sixth place in the Central, uh, is that you're going to see prospects traded in there. That they're going to give away one of their larger stars for a couple prospects to start rebuilding. Neither of the teams have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's straight up. We're going to make our team better right now, um, which is encouraging for if if you're a fan of either of those teams, it's encouraging that okay, I have a reason to watch this year. But at the same time, 
it's alarming if 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 it doesn't pay off yeah and to be fair i don't know a lot about chicago's like depth lineup and all of that but it feels like there's some more meat on that bone if they can just figure out things a little bit like it's not like they have terrible players but i also know but i don't know i don't think they have a ton of depth left and i don't know how good of the contracts Taves and kane are on yeah like i think they're both over 10 million dollars right like i still think they have a fair amount of um of money locked up and i'm not saying Taves and kane are worth the money i'm just saying in terms of making moves i think they might be limited yeah they're definitely a little top heavy right now with those two i mean their their entire team relies on those two players Mm -hmm. if they're not performing their team's not performing That'd be, that'd be like if, if both Crosby and Malcolm went cold. Yeah, and I mean, that has to be kind of par for the course, too. It's like you obviously are going to have a select few who make a lot of money, but you got to lean on them to carry the team a little bit, and then you hope for depth scoring down the line, too. But you, you have re- realistic expectations. You're not expecting someone who's making $750,000 a year that's playing on a fourth line grinding and out to put up, like, 30 points. Like, that would be insane. Mm-hmm. So, it is. Absolutely. Does the NHL website not list salaries? No, cap friendly. It does not. I know cap, cap friendly, friendly does. I thought, oh my god, that's brutal. Mm-hmm. NHL.com, figure it out. It, I, I, NHL.com has a lot of work to do. The website. I know we shouldn't be bashing NHL.com, but I'll happily do it. Get your shit Gary. together, NHL. Fix it. <laughs> they, they do not. They do not make it easy for us to look up stats. Like when you when you click on a team, it takes you to the team home website that tells you to buy tickets and stuff like that. Well, I just want to see their stats. So seriously, yeah, he's signed for ten five. Who's Wait. that? Uh, Kane and I think Taves has the same contract. Yeah, I think they I, both I think had like eight yeah. year contracts, like uh, in twenty fifteen or whatever it was. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's like twenty one million dollars right there locked up. So I feel like they're definitely gonna. There's it's just like the Penguins with Crosby and Malkin, like yeah, their age is starting to show and whatnot. But we definitely have to uh, acknowledge that there's like I think about one of the earlier podcasts with Sean talking about Crosby and Malkin going, yeah, there's still meat on that bone. So if their GM yeah. can make the right moves, and then they got they got a new coach, right? Because I know they got rid of the old one. Did it, did they announce who the new coach is for the Blackhawks? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's good looking. Well, of course. <laughs> we don't know his name. He's just good looking. He's just a good looking guy. He's a, he he's a is, handsome man. <laughs> yeah, I just remember he was a good looking guy. He was younger. I don't know if he's going to be the permanent coach, but he's at least the interim coach. Yeah, so. I think the main problem there is might be their defense. Like, uh, Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook are both very, very good players, and maybe I should say were very, very good players. They're 33 and 35. Which isn't super old, but it's not young anymore. Yeah, like, and I don't especially know what people not on would... defense. Yeah, well, defense it takes a while for people to mature. Um, so you, it's rare that you get a very talented young defenseman. Um, so maybe defensemen's careers in the NHL are just shorter. I've never really looked into that, but yeah, thirty-three and thirty-five aren't spring chickens anymore. So, and then after that, it kind of drops off. Like I'm looking at the rest of their defense, and I. I'm not seeing a lot of names I know, and there aren't many big contracts. So, um, yeah, and Corey Crawford, Cam Ward, those are two good goalies. But, uh, yeah, I uh, 
I don't not that I don't think they should rebuild. Kane and Taves can do a lot, but uh, but they're kind of in rebuild phase, sort of at least. They it need to be a quick rebuild. Yeah, it's almost like a hybrid now. where they're like, we need to move some players around, but at the same time, we also have these players that we don't want to completely throw away. Yeah, yeah. So, um, the head coach for the Blackhawks is Jeremy Collison. And yeah, he's pretty good looking. See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, I think he did. He, he think he used to play for the the Islanders. Okay, or or an AHL affiliate of the Islanders. Um, I'm all about using the looks as a a metric for things because we were looking yeah. at like JSD coming back to the Penguins, and then we got a player named Wilson who got his first goal. I think his first NHL point, or is it just with the Penguins? Maybe. Did, didn't Christy NHL point. Okay. Yeah. Missing a tooth. He's not the not the cutest guy. But then you get JSD no, and he's a, a he's, few pen there's he, there's quite a few players out there in general that are just not the greatest looking players in the world. Look, we lost Haglin and that dude had mad flow mm-hmm. and he He's was still a good got like, Zach Aston Reese. He's got good flow, just I'm not just, as good as Haglin. I won't. Uh, I'm just saying, if we made a few key trades here, we could have a really good looking <laughs> team again. <laughs> No, the Rangers have a good-looking team, though. Speaking of trades, though, we almost, <laughs> we almost, we didn't forget. We almost forgot. Sean. Not trade. Hmm? Well, no, not trade, but deals. What's what's going on with your boy Nylander here? Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. It's like the media, I don't even know how long ago they started talking about it daily. but And someone, I can't remember if it was Sportsnet or or TSN did like a spoof of like William Nylander update. I think you guys linked it in Slack mm-hmm. um, and we all had a good laugh at it, but it's, mm. it's literally at that point, like the other night watching the game, they talked about Nylander before the game. And then during the second intermission, instead of talking about him again, or sorry, they did still talk about him. They just didn't talk about him signing. They talked about him leaving. I can't even remember, but I, I, at this point I don't freaking care. Like I just, They've talked about it so much that I have been totally desensitized. And it's not like I d- dislike William Nylander. I've just, I don't, it, there's, you can only say nothing's happened in so many mm-hmm. ways before I don't care anymore and you're just wasting my time. I'd rather hear them talk about anything else, like literally anything else, like Pasternak's <laughs> way he tapes a stick. I'd like an in-depth 20-minute deep dive on that over any news about William Nylander outside of them saying, yeah, we have confirmed that he's signing a bridge deal for this amount of money. Because that's what mm-hmm. I assume is going to happen. So if I'm talking about this seriously and, and ending that rant, um, I think the most likely scenario is him getting a bridge deal. Um, it sounds like he just wants too much money. And realistically, I think the Leafs have shown that we don't necessarily need him. And if he won't sign for what we want him, then we'll just trade him. Um, mm-hmm. We do need Actually, our defense has been pretty good recently, but I'd be happy to trade for, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't necessarily think we need more offensive talent when you look at our top six or even our top nine. or eight. Realistically, all of our lines are sick. Like, when uh, when Matthews was coming back, I was looking at the lineup with my brothers being like, who goes down? Like, is it Gautier who goes down? Is it uh, Levo who goes down? And all these players are, like, I'm happy to have them up. So, um when Willie comes back, it's like it's it's a question of who are we sending now down. Not oh, thank God Willie's back now. Matthews has someone to play with. Matthews has someone to play with. It's it's not mm-hmm. a huge deal to me. So um, I think. And the other thing is this is setting precedent for uh, Marner and Matthews next year signing contracts, mm-hmm. right? So if they if they cave to him 
and give him whatever he wants, like I think it's over seven mil is what he's asking for, right? Then realistically, he's not the most valuable player on the team. He's fourth in the pecking order, if not further, if you include goaltending and defense. Right. So like I hate to say it, but like above him, uh, arguably Matthews is maybe our most valuable. Anderson for sure in terms of goaltending, like you need that to win a cup at this point. Yep. So like maybe those two are one and two. And then no offense, but I think Marner at this point has been worth more than Matthews just because he's played more. But he's also just been playing incredibly well. JT's obviously up there. I think Morgan Riley belongs up there. Um, and heck, for what they're, we're paying some of our other players like Kapanen, like I'm happy to keep them. So uh, I just... When you're talking about a player that arguably slots in fifth to seventh in your importance of maintaining or keeping, I don't. It's not like we're talking about re-signing uh, a McDavid or a Crosby or a Matthews. You know, like literally your star player. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is a supporting winger for your star player. Do we want him? Yeah. Are we gonna shell out for him? Realistically, no. And I think I think that's good. And uh, that's where I sit on that. And realistically, we don't have much more to go. Until like unless he doesn't sign, and then it's like literally another full year of people just being like, "Oh, where is he going to be traded to?" Anyways, if that happens, I'll lose my mind for an hour, and you guys can just record it and then post it one week. All right, sounds good. <laughs> and it's not sounds like good. Toronto is Do you- doing poorly right now. They're technically second in the league, but they're tied in points. They're just behind Buffalo, who has a game in hand. They have the most wins in the league. They have eighteen. They're eighteen, yeah, no. eight, and zero. So I mean. Yeah, like if they don't figure this out, then okay. Exactly. Like that's why I'm, <laughs> I'd be way more worried if Matthews had become injured and Nylander wasn't signed and we were just like bleeding games and losing. But we're not. I watch the Leafs and I'm like, heck yeah, dude, we're fire right now. So maybe, maybe Nylander was hoping that the lack of Matthews there would kind of put a fire under their ass and be like, uh oh, like if Matthews isn't here, we're kind of in trouble. But. If anything, this has just solidified the fact that we don't necessarily need him. And I'm not saying this maliciously, like I want him to leave. It's just like, I think you have to understand your place. And again, this is just some idiot in his room talking and I'm not a professional. And I'm sure like he's been listening to his agent and his dad are two things I've heard. But heck, man, like if I was offered that amount of money to play on that team, like putting myself in his shoes, Mm -hmm. how do you say no to that? Like, I know there's been different pros weighing in on this like ex-pros saying like oh i would have definitely taken that contract or i wouldn't or blah 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 blah. and and the media has gotten other active leafs to comment on what what they think and no one has any hard feelings about it they understand that it's part of the business but it's just unfortunate like imagine i'm not saying willie's gonna add like another goal a game but like realistically he could so imagine how great we'd be if he was also still there anyway yeah i mean you you play hockey to ultimately one day hopefully play in the NHL and then what's the goal there? Win a cup and exactly Toronto mm-hmm. is looking like a cup contender in this year. Now are they the only one? No, there's a lot of good teams this year like Nashville. We could very well see them becoming a contender for the cup, but who knows? It could be Nashville and Toronto in the final. That's a possibility. But it could be Boston. It could be Tampa Bay. Y'all don't say that. It could if, be if the Boston Penguins, goes far again. I. I give up. So I mean, that wouldn't be fun. But what, yeah, I don't know. If you, to me, it seems like if I can get paid six point nine million dollars a year, even on like a bridge deal, to play on Toronto right now, sign me up. Yeah. Well, and sorry, the other dumb thing is if he ends up sitting out this year and missing out on let's say seven million dollars or like just under it, 
he has to like he has to make more than that over the course of his career to make up for for sitting out a year you know what I mean like I don't know I just he has to assume he's gonna make let's say he plays for another seven years just for argument's sake he has to be making an extra million dollars a year to make it make sense for him to have sat out for a year and realistically, he'll probably play for longer than seven years and, and re- maybe could ask for a team would pay him a million more than what the Leafs are willing to do. But, like, is it really worth it to go play on, a like, some... Like, let's say he goes to Arizona. Like, is it worth it now? I don't, I don't get it. No. No, and I don't get it just as a, you know, personal... Like, you're, you're getting offered something. And, yeah, I understand that you may not be right in the same line. I think the last thing I heard was they were like 500000 off. The last number I heard was three hundred to $100,000 off. Okay, yeah, so even less than what I what I had yeah. heard. It's like, why? why? You, it's the option of playing versus not playing. You're taking the option to not play instead of just making the deal. Yeah, you might, might make a little bit less, but you get to still play. You get to play on a really good team. Obviously, they don't need you. Yeah, it'd be nice to have you, but they don't need you. There's a reason why they're not coming up to what you want, because you don't have the cards. You don't have the chips, because they're winning without you. They're able to make a really good team and be top of the league and probably continue to stay at that because of what they've built without you. Like, I understand he's a really good player. He's a great fit with Matthews. And, I, you know, I, I heard multiple people say that, you know, it, it'd be really good to have him back so that way Matthews has a good pl- uh, player on his line and it's looking like the Tavares line as well. You know, so that way they're, they're two really amazing lines, not just great lines, but two amazing lines on the, on the Leafs. But they don't have to have you. And you're refusing to take a deal. You're refusing to be that hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Take that less, which won't even equal out to a million over the course of your contract. Or maybe it'll be just over a million over the course of your contract. Like it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't. Maybe it's just because I don't have money and I'm not playing sports and and have this type of thing, but. It, it just I, I don't I don't get it. it it just doesn't compute in my head I don't know these guys like all they have to do is think hockey and to be sidelined and it's completely like your choice to me just I don't know I'm, I'm right there with you Christy yeah so as uh, I witnessed the other night the avalanche are uh, doing well Mm-hmm. Zach mentioned earlier before we started this off, they have two players over 40 points now. Yeah. And they yeah, they're doing uh, uh, pretty good. <laughs> uh, Miko Rantanen and Nathan McKinnon are absolutely going off right now. They are um, crazy. Over 40 points through 25 games of the season. They're both on pace for 140 points what? this season. Yeah. Oh my. Well, like on God. on pace though. Like yeah, on pace. They're, yeah. they're likely not going to get there, but still. Yeah, but that's, that's still a pretty big number to be on pace for. Like, okay, yeah, you're on right. pace for this, and you slow down a little bit, you're still on pace for at least triple digits. Mm-hmm. 
the the thing that's scary about the Avalanche is they have they have folks on their team that um, beyond McKinnon and Rantanen, um, like uh, Landeskog is has put up some insane goals this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what they're and beyond that, their secondary scoring has been super consistent. Um, all but one person on their roster has a goal. Who's the loser? Tell us. Name and shame. Name them. I, I, I don't know if he's related, but his name is Gabriel Bork. I don't know if he's related to Phil at all. Hmm. Um, but he has zero points. He has three assists, but he has, he has zero goals. Just can't bury that puck, huh? Mm, couldn't, couldn't do it. They've got the number one shot blocker in Ian Cole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one, that's another player that is kind of like hot or cold depending on who you ask in Pittsburgh. Some people loved him, and some people were like, "Oh, I'm glad he's gone." But I don't know. That I don't man, know why you would say that, but yeah, yeah. He's he's not and, the and, not the fan favorite in the Penguins Discord. I'll say that. <laughs> I always liked liked him just because he'll throw his body in front of any puck, no questions asked, even if it means taking a puck to the face. As we saw in the previous years, and he helped us win two cups. So I mean, I'm not going to hold anything against that. Oh, the, the the plus minus on the Avs as well has been pretty ridiculous. I think all but five players are in the positive. Really, with their their first line is six plus plus sixteen plus thirteen plus eighteen. Jesus, That's just crazy. Yeah. And that, I mean, they're definitely on the power play too, but still, I mean, that's. I mean, that's still pretty insane. You know, they're 15, 6, and 4. So, I mean, they've lost six games four times. They were a shot away from winning that, too. So, they're fifth in the National Hockey League. And let's not forget, it wasn't that long ago that they were the worst team in the league Mm -hmm. by a significant amount. Yeah, wasn't that two seasons ago? Yes. (laughs) They were tanking hard. And that's quite the turnaround there. They're a plus 25 on the year. I mean, I mean, I watched them play against the Penguins. I thought the Penguins had a shot. Not because of the Penguins as a team. Mostly because Crosby went into God mode. but mm-hmm. And because apparently the refs forget what icing is in the last part of the game. But they had lost by then. But that's another thing I don't need to rant about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, McK- McKinnon, what, he had four points against us? Yeah. In that game? I don't know who scored I that mean, last goal. That last goal shouldn't count. But still, yeah, so in, five to three is a pretty significant win. Chris, you, you included some stats here as well. Um, and I, I, actually for the past couple podcasts, I've been waiting to bring up this name. Um, but you brought up the the simultaneous multi-point streak um, for two players on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that they're they're the fifth set in the past thirty years to have that streak yep. of at least six games. The uh, the two folks to last do this, um, Sean. I know you'll appreciate the first name and Alexander McGillney. Oh um, yeah, and but it's not when he was on the Leafs. Oh. It was when he was with Pat Lafontaine on the Buffalo Sabers. This doesn't surprise me because he played with Brian McCabe on the Leafs and. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh boy! Right, when, and when we've been talking about the Sabers, I've been waiting to say that they haven't been this good since Pat Lafontaine was there, and that was 1992. Oh boy, that's a, a year long I was born. time ago. What a yeah. year! So, 
that that was a crazy stat that you pulled out there uh but it it was i was so happy to see that name in pat lafontaine uh i have not seen that name since i played nhl 92 when i was seven years old so <laughs> so as much as you guys hate the nhl.com website that's where it came from <laughs> Just saying. I'm sure. I'm. I'm sure it was in an article. It wasn't on their like the stats. Yeah. No. No. It was totally an article. I was. I was looking at just. I mean. I. I look everywhere at articles all the time, and it was just one mm. of the ones that popped up. Of you know, here's what's going on. So I was looking at at the abs, especially after last night, but even before last night, you know, because mm. they've just been. I mean, they've been killing it. They've they've been going at it hard, and after seeing. Because it was our first season here watching the Pens, the 15-16 um, season, and they just were horrible. And I remember having conversations with a friend that's in Colorado going, you know, it's just, they, they suck. And yet the ticket prices were still ridiculously high because mm-hmm. he and I were discussing how much the cost of the tickets were. And the tickets were, you know, $150 for nosebleed seats. And they couldn't even fill. They couldn't even fill half the arena because they were just mm-hmm. so bad. And it's like they wouldn't even drop prices just to get people in the door to go see them, which I couldn't believe and thought that was ridiculous and stupid. But like it, it was only a couple of years ago, and then yeah. all of a sudden they're you know just killing it. And they did last year too. They did really well, but they're just even this year has kicked it up another notch. You know why they can't fill those seats? Because they serve Pepsi. <laughs> The Coke versus Pepsi. If, if it was Coke Center, that those seats would be full. That's all I'm saying. The, if if you think about it, the last time the Avs have been in this conversation <laughs> was when they had Patrick Waugh, Joe Sackick, Forsberg? Probably. Yeah. Adam Foot. Yeah. The squad. Foot, yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's the last time they were in this conversation. So they're when you talk about ticket prices, they're probably still riding those ticket prices. When I feel like if you talk, I mean, we're in Pittsburgh, um, so I feel like they, the Pittsburgh has been a lot more consistent with that, and they, and Pittsburgh has seen a need that okay, if we can't fill these seats, we're gonna send the rest of them to Student Rush, um, and get some, and make sure we fill all of the seats. Um, I don't know if Denver does something like that, but uh, I know a lot of a lot of uh, arenas do. Not so much on the students. That's usually military first responders. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of that looking, you know, as we're trying to start going to different arenas and, you know, see, see teams in their homes. Instead, I've started looking at like ticket prices and crap like that. Um, and I, I have seen a lot of the first responders and, and military veteran, military and veterans um, mm-hmm. discounts and every once in a while something for students. But yeah. yeah. Some other stats to look at for the Avs. Uh, their power play is pumping at 31.7% right now. Oh, my. And What's their the goals least? per game is 3.8 goals per game. Oh, my. Ooh. League average is 3.05 for the goals per game. League average for power play is 20%, which we probably know. Hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, they were a fast team. Like, that was one of the things that I noticed watching that. I was like... When did they get so fast, man? They were flying out there. But, uh, no, Habs are doing well. The league this year, there's a lot of things. Granted, I don't have a lot of history in hockey, which I, I bring up a lot because I like to wear it on my sleeve. But for what I do know, like it's completely opposite of what I thought. Like, even the Rangers, 
they they even announced they're like we're going full on rebuild this and that and they're 15th in the league right now a team that's rebuilding shouldn't be 15th in the league and the senators are currently beating them 3-0 with five minutes left in the third yeah (laughs) senators don't make any sense too like any team that i feel like that it's based on like a roll of the dice they're just like okay this is what we're gonna do and they roll the dice and the dice makes it up Mm-hmm. Do we want right. to potentially break our fans' necks by uh, dropping exercise balls on their heads? I don't know. Roll the dice. Oh, we rolled a D20. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe they were going to drop Critical. balloons, but then they rolled that 20, and they're like, nope, we got to go big. Critical failure. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's that's basically what has been going on since we were live last time. So now we get to make our lovely predictions of what's coming up. In the future, last week, we need to. Yeah, we need to go over. <laughs> Sean, Sean wanted to make sure we he really that. wants to he go. Over no, I'm actually <laughs> genuinely curious. Well, I feel like I gave it away, but so. Oh, because I won. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the first week I've won. I've been garbage before this. What did I win? I'm the only one who hasn't won yet. You haven't won yet. Sean won Lightning no. over Blackhawks and Abs over won Stars. One, I, I I have not won one yet. Mm. I thought you won one Chris, too. Christy, I feel like you've won three. I know I swept one week. Mark has won, yeah, Mark has won one at least. And then Sean has won one. What episode are we on? Nine. Nine? I don't know how that went. Oh, well, we are we talking else. individual games or or the entire week? The, the, full, the full week. The yeah. full week. Oh, then, yeah. yeah. Yeah, too bad. Mark's won at least twice. You're right. I have. <laughs> Someone should be keeping track of this. I Is am, it me? although the website's oh. not up to date just because I legitimately have not had time. Is that the website, unnecessarylinechange.com? No. Oh. .ca? Well, I definitely yes. don't go to that website then. No, it is unnecessarylinechange.com. So last week, Christy won. It's very behind. Flyers over the rags. Sean won the Lightning over the Blackhawks prediction and also won Avalanche over the Stars. However, it was Can close. Can someone cue We Are the Champions, please? I didn't hear you. Someone cue We Are the Champions. Oh, no. Because then, then we have to like pay royalties, we and I'm not doing that. We are the champions. I there. think that's close no, enough. No, we don't. I, I, I gave three notes. We're good. Yep. Okay. So, yeah. So, you squeaked by. Who was second closest on that, Christy? Uh, you remember? Can you scroll down? I mean, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I think it was you for wait on the which one the avalanche stars i assume yeah i'm talking oh. avalanche over stars because you put closest in score and I don't yeah know the... and so that would would have been you because i'm pretty sure i picked the stars hmm. and i think you also had avalanche and I... yeah I gotta. We gotta figure out like a better like point system for this so we can <laughs> figure out the winners. But because right now I feel like I'm it's saying chaos. F- future weeks we just need to do. Um, we need to do like Vegas lines, like the pu- the plus minus and stuff like that, so that like it's Pittsburgh plus two, meaning they're giving no. two goals. He's like, I don't know about that's that. too much work. <laughs> that, no, it's. I just. I hate. I, I, my brother's bet on a ton on football and uh, I never want to bet the spread <laughs> right, just, anyway. well, there's, there's, there's no spread now so first up we have Zach we're first game this is on 
the first of December, Blue Jackets versus the Islanders. Islanders. Uh, so Columbus is pretty hot right now, but the Blue Jackets, I feel like, or I'm sorry, I just said the same team twice, uh, but the Islanders are starting to bring it back. Uh, I'm going to go Islanders 3-2 over Columbus for this one. Okay. So Islanders, let me make make sure I update this. So 3-2, to two. that's your prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, sure is. Well, that's a good prediction. I want that one. I'm going to go New York Islanders. I'll say 4-2, to two. so hot. Hmm. Say so they get an extra one. So, Sean, you are up next. What's your hot take? That empty netter. Oh, yeah. Uh, No hot take. I think Columbus is going to win. I think New York's garbage. Um, uh, Has Lundqvist been playing well? Is he still in net? Is he still a New York Ranger? I don't even know. Wait. I'm going to assume he is. Neither of these teams are the Rangers. (laughs) I'm like, what What? are you talking about? Oh, boy. Islanders, (laughs) not the Rangers. Oh, boy. Islanders, Same team. Don't even worry about it. Um. <laughs> wow. Same, same. Oh no, they're probably doing worse, aren't they? Um. I'm gonna yeah. Go... I mean, the Islanders. The Islanders are two points behind the Rangers, but I also have two games in hand against uh, for, on the Rangers. Hmm. I but still what do think... the Rangers have to do with this? I don't. I, I don't know if he was saying they're worse worse than the I'm Rangers so or not. Confused. So I was we just... were talking about the Rangers just now, and they're both from New York. I mean, it's an easy thing to mix up on, especially exactly. when you're Canadian up there, just kind of thinking about maple syrup. It's it's it happens. So the Blue Jackets are fifteen eight two. The Islanders no, 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 are twelve nine two. It's cheating. It's cheating. I got it totally from the gut. Um, well, then go by your gut. Three one Jackets. Okay. Uh, so, what's the acronym for the Blue Jackets? CBJ. CBJ? Yeah. Thank you. What was the prediction? He said 3-1. 3-1. Three, three, one. One. Right, one. One. Right. Okay, Christy, you're up. Bam. I'm going with the Jackets. CBJ again. And I'm going 5-2. They're firing that oh. cannon a bunch. Actually, I don't know if they're, where they're playing. Oh, maybe I goofed it because we're talking Rangers now. Now, yeah, now we're talking Now Rangers. it's the Jets versus the Rangers. Yeah, now we got the Jets versus the Rangers. So, how oh, many is my turn? Perfect. Um, well, I stick by my original statement about the Rangers sucking. So Jets <laughs> and uh, I don't even know. Is it Jets at uh, Rangers or Rangers at Jets? Do you have this organized? Um, that is a good I did question. not organize it correctly. This is on the second. Let's see. Yeah, we'll do it live. Uh, Fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, they're at they're in New York, and we're okay. probably not gonna um, know who's gonna be in net by they're, then. Too. They're they're playing at six p.m. Eastern time, if that matters. Six p.m. Eastern time. Weird. Okay. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, oh, I don't like this game. I don't know. Four two Jets. Four two to Jets. Okay. Christy, you're up. I'm going Rangers, and I'm going to say it's a low-scoring game, 2-1. 2-1. Two two I'm going to go, line is going to go off again, and it's going to be 6-2. to two. Ooh, 6-21? Six, 6-2 six to to who? Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Oh. 
I'm, I'm just watching you type here. I just saw you put 62. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think the Rangers are going to put up six points? I don't. They could. They could. They could. I mean, they could, but anything can I don't happen. Think it's do it, Zach. The, Bet the, the reverse. The Rangers are very close right now. All right, I'm going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Rangers to win uh, over Winnipeg, six to, six to two. Nice. Oh wow, I see how it is. Just to be spiteful. <laughs> yeah. All right, now we got the game that we were all talking about, and we didn't even know it. Sabers, yeah. the hot Sabers. Ooh, don't get too close, because man, they are hot right now. Versus the Ooh. Preds, also a hot team. Oh man, and I'm up first. Here we go. <laughs> uh, Preds are gonna win. What's it? I don't know the acronyms for these teams. What's the acronym for the Predators? NSH. NSH. Uh, NSH. Oh, that makes sense. Now that you say it, I go. I'm an idiot. Okay, Nashville. I don't know. I'm just making this part up. I'm going to go. Hopefully, it's a fun game to watch. I'm going to go five. Let's make it close. Five to four, Nashville. Hell, you know what? Since they love to go into overtime, I'm going to add a little for bonus points. OT. Although, they are in Nashville. No, no, no. no. I'm taking back the overtime. Nope. And you know what? I'm even taking off a goal. Five to three. Final. Final answer. I'm locking it in. It's locked. Zach, you're up. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to say I threw you guys a curveball earlier and say Buffalo. All right. B-U-F. All right. Hey, I knew that uh, one. <laughs> I knew that one. Come on, man. Um, there, I, I, I think, uh, I think Skinner has a couple six, sick goals in him. He has, uh, he's tied for the league, league lead in goals this year. Um, so two, one Buffalo over the other team. All right. Nashville. Christy, you're up. Well, I think I'm also going to go Nashville because they're in Nashville and that's a hard arena to play against. Like everybody that has been asked about that has said it's the hardest arena to play at right now. That's a good point. I think it's going to be 4 3. 4 3, okay. All right, Toast Boy, wrap us up here. Um, This one's actually difficult. It is. That's why I, I picked uh, it. I think I'm going to agree with Zach, but I think it's going to be a goaltending debacle, and I think it's going to be. Uh, oh, let's call it uh, like six four Buffalo. Whoa, I'd watch that. Yeah, I would too. That's what I'm hoping for. All right, so we got a tie as far as the predictions for Jackets Isles. Um, tie for Jets Rags and another tie. So I mean, we're split pretty evenly here. On all these predictions so this will make for an interesting uh conclusion next week so those are some upcoming games are there any other upcoming games that you know that you guys are going to be watching because i haven't been paying too much attention in the future because i've just been enjoying the now since the penguins are winning kind of at least getting points 
Yeah, anything penguins related, I'll probably be watching. Um, sprinkling some maple leaves whenever I get a chance. Yeah, I definitely need to watch more leaf games. I said I was going to, and that has not happened. So we need to figure that out. Although we did, side note, we just got a new TV for a Black Friday, Cyber Monday, whatever you want to call it. A nice little 75 inch. 4K or 65 inch. inch. Oh man, 75 inch. I saw a deal, a quote deal. I'm using my finger quotes. A deal on a 75 inch for $3,000. I'm like, whoo. Yeah. No, thank you. I can't afford that. But we got a 65 inch (laughs) TV. It's not the nicest 65 inch TV, but it was a good deal. And the picture on it looks incredible. And I don't care. And it's an upgrade over a 50 inch TV. However, I realized after we had set that up, I'm going, when the playoffs come, I have two TVs. That means we can have two games on at the same time. Yeah. And I'm excited for that. <laughs> so. <laughs> and I could move that TV downstairs, too. I'm sure we could put that on the floor, and then I could have one game up above and one game down below. There's no, there's nothing Better stopping me Better than having here. my laptop sitting on the ottoman, which exactly. I did last year multiple times. So. I've done you that this year a couple times, out. too. Test that out on Tuesday. There's your Penguins are playing the Avalanche, so yep. that should be a good game. It's and uh, the Leafs play the Sabers, which should also be a good game. Ooh, yeah. Well, good hockey coming up. So that is gonna wrap up episode nine. We are one episode away from double digits. Can you believe it? Oh my Ooh. goodness! So this is gonna be the last cast. I really appreciate you guys listening. It's been a fun ride. That's fine. You're replaceable. We, we, oh, I, have other I thought we friends. were all doing this together no. as a group. No. Okay. We were holding out for sponsors. Okay. No, Never mind. no, no sponsors. Yeah. Waiting for that. We're only, I thought we were, we're only in this for the, we're only, we're only in this for the money, right? Exactly. That's what we were doing. Yeah. We get a Bombas sponsorship. Uh. Get some free socks. <laughs> you know what? If you want to work that angle and you want to try to get us a sponsor, <laughs> you go for it. I'm but. totally kidding. I don't care. But that is going to wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, if you want to reach out, we're at unnecessarylinechange at gmail.com. You can also see us on Instagram, unnecessarylinechange. Twitter is at unnecessaryline. The website, again, is unnecessarylinechange.com. We should be having our predictions up there if we can make sure to remember to do that. Just remind me. I forget. I, I don't blame you, because I would forget to. That's why I assigned that task to you and not I me. I know. But, uh, yeah, another fun episode. Thank you all for uh, joining me and uh, giving me an excuse to talk hockey for an hour. So I'm going to go play some hockey and hopefully score a goal for each of you. Get a hat trick. It's not going to happen. You better. You better. Yeah, I to believe. Do it. do it now. Or don't don't come home if you don't. Just, just sleep in I the like car. It. Yep. All right, well, thank you guys for listening, and hopefully I get to sleep on my warm bed tonight instead of in a cold car. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.